Hello, and welcome to The Essential Podcast. This is Tommy Barco, and today we're talking about bank card fraud. Thanks for joining us. We've got Matt with us today, and he's going to share an experience he had with one of his cards recently. How are you, Matt? Well, I'm doing much better now that I found an unauthorized uh, $500 charge on my card. (laughs) Yeah, you told me about that, and I thought this would be a great topic to cover on the podcast. So walk us through what happened. Well, my wife uh, normally runs the budget and pays the bills. However, long story short, she's had some deadlines she's trying to meet, so I was uh, filling in. And so I noticed two line items I didn't recognize, both of which were from the same place but different locations, for 508 bucks. All right, so let me stop you there. You know, we're big on process, Matt, and I want you to walk me through each thing you did step by step. All right, perfect. Well, the first thing I always do is Google the vendor. And there's a good reason for this. I've called before. And of course, if you're like me, you just love talking to your bank. (laughs) And the call after, you know, 20 minutes resulted in me remembering the charge and I wasted all my time. And actually a really good example, Christmas Eve, I needed to put air in my tire desperately. And so I stopped at a 7-Eleven, purchased air for $1.75. Um, and while checking over the credit card statement, I saw a charge that said auto air and vacuum serve plain view, New York. So being, I was hundred miles from New York. I dropped the charge into Google. And after two minutes of reading, several people had already figured out that no matter where you buy the air, that Seven Eleven charge comes up as plain view, New York. And for the record, I normally don't pay for air. Quick trip has it for free, but I was desperate. So <laughs> yeah, I've been there and can relate to that. Using a, a debit card at, a, at an air pump is not the norm, but it does happen. So so first step is Google the charge. So let's keep going. So in the case of the $508, or really the two charges that equaled 508, I checked out Shirt Smart, which was the name of the charge that the, uh, the bank said it was, and took me a little bit longer than 7-Eleven. But long story short, found out it was a clothing store that I've never shopped at. I've never even heard of. Um, We don't have them here. So just to make sure it wasn't some kind of gift registry thing that, uh, you know, my wife bought something at, um, checked with her. So the next step would be to, you know, check with her. And then I dialed up the bank to dispute the charge. And they gave me a refund, of course. One other thing that I did was I had them search for the same vendor as far back as I'm allowed to, just in case there was, you know, another charge that we happened to miss. Mm. Yeah, I love that uh, last piece of information there. So it's uh, important to bring it to their attention, but then also have them search back for charges from that same person within that window of your ability to dispute a charge. It's, I think that's great. So going forward, Matt, what processes should the listeners have in place to protect their debit and credit cards? Well, the first thing I would say you need to have a process for is you need to check your cards daily. Mm-hmm. I sit down every morning when I have a cup of tea and... Uh, tea? Wait, no coffee? Yeah, I'm a tea guy. Green, green tea, in case anyone's wondering. Interesting. Uh, why no coffee? Well, I've had about... I think my wife counts them 21 different hobbies over the last three years. So I'm afraid if I actually try coffee, I've never actually tried coffee. Wow. I'm afraid if I try coffee, I'll end up buying that super expensive stuff. 
Fair enough. Um, I haven't gone that far down the rabbit hole, but I do have friends that are obsessed with the processes involved in making coffee, Chemexes and French presses and, and then, um, the type of coffee itself. So yeah, you may want to stay away, but (laughs) I will, I can respect that. So anyways, I sit down with my green tea and my cell phone or my PC, depending on, you know, if I'm on the couch or the desk. And then I look for anything abnormal that would have happened in the last couple of days that finally showed up using the processes we just discussed. All right. Well, it seems like a good process. Anything you want to add? Well, Tommy, because I check every day and keep an ongoing budget, there really isn't. Some things I would consider if I'm unable to check regularly would be to turning on those transaction alerts for large purchases. Some companies will send you an email. Some will send you a text message. And if you really wanted to get serious uh, to make sure that there are no unauthorized purchases, I've got a friend that does this that sends you an alert every time you spend something. I think that's probably overkill and unnecessary, but that's how they like to do it. So to each their own. Yeah, you know, and I have some of those things in place on our cards. Uh, you can set that threshold of how large of a purchase you want it to be before you're notified or it's blocked. And then uh, when you register a card with Apple Pay on the iPhone, if you're an iPhone user, you can usually turn on an alert there. It's not not a text. It doesn't uh, interrupt you as uh, definitively as a text, but you do get a notification and can see kind of a running log of text. And, you know, for example, Sunday evening, I'll get a notification. I'm sitting in the living room and I hear the phone go off, look at it. And it's, you know, the debit card. And I'm like, wait, I'm sitting right here. Nobody's buying anything, (laughs) but it's actually the dry cleaners. You know, the service delivers the clothes back to you on a Monday. So they charge the card that evening before they do so. But you know, if it were something I didn't recognize, I could, you know, go ahead and jumpstart that uh, process of investigating and calling the bank and those things. So let's keep it essential and uh, tell us about the process. Let's give us the steps here. Yeah, so here's the uh, five steps. First one, check your cards daily. That should always be the first step. In the morning, at night, just before bed, however you've got to do it. Number two, if you see a transaction that looks suspicious, Google it to save yourself some time of hanging on the phone with your bank. Number three, uh, once you've figured out what that transaction is, check with your significant other to make sure that they didn't you know, charge it because there are things that come up. Number four, dispute that charge with your company. And number five, while you're on the phone with them, have them look back as far as they will allow you for that same vendor. So that's my process, uh, and I would recommend everyone use it. Yeah, I love it. I appreciate you sharing it. It was good stuff. Hopefully uh, everybody found that helpful and something that uh, you can take away to keep your credit or debit card safe. You know, One thing Matt mentioned earlier was uh, he didn't really have anything to add because he keeps an ongoing budget and, and checks his uh, – activity every day. And I think that's essential to keeping uh, not only control of your money, telling it where to go, but also to being alerted to these kinds of issues. Matt, I think it's fair to say there's a reason that uh, Katie didn't find this sooner, right? Yep, I think so. <laughs> she was she was a bit busy. Um, yeah. And, you know, going back to the, the budget question, I think that's maybe an idea for next time is, uh, you know, when I was setting up the budget for this year, a lot of things that I missed or I wouldn't have thought of that came up. So maybe we should talk about that, you know, five, five or six things that you may have missed on your budget. Yep, absolutely. Write it down. We'll, we'll do it. And since we're talking about budget a little bit today, uh, we do have a, a super easy budget template that you can use. If you think that'd be helpful, you can get it. Uh, we'll put these process steps 
and uh, links to that on our uh, blog page and distributed all through social. But always give us a call if you need more information. We'd be happy to share it with you or give you more insight to help keep your spending essential. So if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, shameless plug here, as usual, go to barcofinancial.com slash podcast. You can subscribe there. And until we see you next time, keep it essential. Thanks for sticking around after the music here. And as always, we appreciate you tuning into the Essential Podcast. Just have a quick disclosure for you here. Securities are offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. And advisory services are offered through S.A. Stone Investment Advisors, Inc., 